1: Hello and welcome to the very first ever episode of Troubling Issues. Troubling Issues is a podcast about comic books, but it is not for comic fans necessarily, it's for everyone. What we do is we take a notable comic book and we do a deep dive. Now, it may be notable because it's good, it may be notable because it's terrible, and it may be notable because it's weird, but we will be looking at it uh, in depth, no more than like an hour, at the absolute most and uh answering questions and hopefully entertaining people so even if you're not interested in comics at all you just want to hear us make fun of one we'll definitely be doing that in this episode and this episode we will be examining action comics number 593 from 1987 wherein superman makes a porno So I will include a content warning, nothing is explicit in this comic book, but if icky mind control action does turn you off, then you may want to not listen to the podcast. But I assure you, there is only one tentacle monster in the whole thing. Without any further ado, here's the episode. Oh, and a quick apology for the audio quality, it's as best as I can get at the moment, but future episodes we will be doing better, I promise you. troubling issues the podcast where we look at a comic which may be good it may be bad but it is definitely noteworthy uh and we uh we examine what it's like we decide whether it's good or bad and we talk about it a bit and joining me today uh me your host brad daniels is tony nasa tony how are you going there i'm good that's cool now, Tony, you're a, you're a very dedicated and uh, a huge comic fan. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, well, I've been, had been working in comic retail for the better part of the last 20 years, um, but I've always been uh, a reader, I suppose you could call me. Uh, my mother was a school teacher, so she wanted me to get into reading early, so she bought me comic books to sort of kickstart that. Uh, and then eventually, I decided that I wanted to keep collecting them because I I liked the story. So yeah, that was that was basically what got me into it. So yeah.
1: So you're very much uh, of my generation, and uh, I feel yeah. that we both read a lot of the same comics growing up. Uh, you, like were more, <laughs> you were more focused on uh, more on the Punisher than I was. I would imagine.
0: It's funny, though the Punisher's a character that. In the abstract, I never really thought I was a fan of, and then I realized that I pretty much have all of it. <laughs> I was like, How did that happen? <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, it so was. I don't really like the Punisher, I've just read every single comic they have ever produced with him in it. Pretty,
0: it's funny, it, it, he sort of snuck in there. It was like, Oh, because <laughs> generally, like, I like to say Deathstroke or, um, or even Vigilante in the DC, and, I, and I'm not. I'm not like a, a dc fan over marvel one or the other i like them both equally but um but the punisher just seemed a little bit more killy um than than most characters so it, it just seemed interesting that um because they would be like yeah i'd read a story arc and I'd go that was pretty good and then i'd read another one and I'd go yeah it was pretty good this one wasn't as good as that one but then eventually i suddenly realized that hang on i've got all of the punisher how did that happen <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, that, then that happened with a lot of titles. Like, I'd suddenly realize I have, you know, all of X Men or I've got all of, you know, <laughs> Robocop or something well, like that. I know.
1: I happen to know for a fact you have a, all of a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I've seen true. your library. I've helped contribute to it. You did. I you like the fact that you, a lot. Thank you very much. Uh, I like the fact that you described the painter as killy. I think <laughs> that's cool. You're just a little bit killy. He's just a bit killy. How's Jeffrey Dahmer today? Oh, he's just a little bit killy. Uh, uh, anyway, so today we're going to be looking at a comic from my youth, uh, which has aged, well, I don't know if to say poorly, but it's, uh, it's, let's say, it could be viewed as in poor taste, maybe? Yes. This is Action Comics number 593 from October. Uh, 1987 uh, and I was a young lad and reading the John Byrne Superman uh, and well uh, this is written by John Byrne drawn by John Byrne uh, with inks by Keith Williams and yeah what we're going to do we'll just go over the story we'll start with the cover okay so we got the cover with Mr Superman and Mr Miracle Action Comics. There's a picture of uh, Mr. Miracle being dragged away by a group of people tied up while Superman is macking on his wife. Would you say that is an accurate description there, Tony? That that is a very accurate
0: description, yeah. Yes, um, yeah, like Superman making out with Big Barter and you're like, what's going on here?
1: And, of course, the immortal word balloon Superman and my wife. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think? Did this, when you first saw this or do you have any recollections? What do you think of it? Oh, this? yeah, no. Uh, well, the
0: thing was that at the time, Superman was a character that I, I, I liked but I didn't love in, in comics. Like, I love the original Christopher Reeve movie. That's like the second movie I ever saw at the cinema, so it's got a you know important place in my life. Uh, but as a comic book character, I found him a little hokey. Um, yeah. But Mr. Miracle, I, I love the new gods. Like Kirby's new gods sort of really grabbed me when, um, when I started reading them in the early 80s, I suppose it would have been for me. Um, mm-hmm. And Mr. Miracle was a character that just I liked because he looked awesome the color scheme—the red, the green, and the yellow—sort of it doesn't sound like it should work, but it does the way it, the way it's broken up. And and I liked his his shtick, where it's like the the world's greatest escape artist.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like, like he definitely had th- a a unique take on the superhero thing. Being an escape artist was like. I don't think there's another one. I don't think there's another superhero you can say, oh, this guy's hook is he's an escape artist.
0: And, and, and Jack Kirby based him on Jim Steranko, who was an escape artist when he wasn't drawing comics. And it's like, okay. that's cool as well. A
1: little bit of explanation there for, uh, for listeners who may not know who these names are. Jack Kirby invented every single comic that you've ever read or heard about. Yep. And Jim Steranko... Uh he he was an excellent comic artist, did a lot of work on uh what was it Captain America and Andrew, And, yeah. and uh, he also designed Indiana Jones look. Yes. So that's like pop culture. He they're they're both writ large on pop culture. Absolutely. So so yes. like a little bit of a little bit of name-dropping there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so uh, this, this cover was of course feature, featured on superdickery.com uh, <laughs> it's just, just like Superman to be macking on someone's wife and it's like it's bad enough that you're being dragged away by an angry crowd but to see that your wife is is patching Superman I mean how are you supposed to compete with that I ask you
0: well I suppose Mr Miracle is technically a god so you know he, he shouldn't feel too bad <laughs>
1: So uh, yeah, you, you reckon he's got he's got the uh, resilience to like yeah like go to say oh, that's Superman,
0: true. but I'm a new god. So
1: uh,
0: on, she's slumming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's a very positive outlook on there. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's flip to the let's flip to the inside uh, first page. Uh, there is a very complex uh, lock being broken here. Uh, and it's all told in nine panels. It's a very good little sequence. To say, it is oh, well, nice. What's going on here? Yeah. A little bit of Mission Impossible action going on. And it all uh, and it turns into a regular doorknob leading to our first last page, which is Mr. Miracle has gone through all that rigmarole to open his front door. No, uh, which I
0: yes. love. I love the fact that the world's greatest escape artist has the most complicated lock to his house.
1: <laughs> it's like, you know, he wouldn't want to be in a hurry to get inside.
0: No. Well, I suppose he could do it in a hurry because you know, uh, he's yeah. used to death defying stunts and things.
1: He's that good. He is that good. Uh, so I love the, the, the first uh, splash page. Or splash oh, it's beautiful. Page. I mean, yeah. He's just saying, Hi, honey, we're home. Um, very cheesy. And yeah, he's got, of course, his companion Oberon.
0: Yes. Very Jack Kirby character.
1: Yeah. The little person. Uh, yeah. And he's just, he's like a Greek chorus. He just follows, um, follows Mr. Miracle around and says what, what everyone is thinking.
0: And he's just chock full of attitude, which is what a lot of Oberon.
1: Yeah, he, he doesn't take no guff. He does not. <laughs> oh, no,
0: which you're about to see when, when you see who's in the
1: house. Okay, so it's like, okay, okay. You're thinking, you're sitting there, you're reading the comments. Okay, so he's got home. Not really that exciting a splash page. And little did you know, there's another splash page, another full-page image on the next page, and this is a little bit more exciting. Tell us about it. Tell us about it, Tony, who we've we got here. The great
0: darkness himself, Dark Side is is sitting and in, in waiting for him
1: yeah uh, you got to say something for Darkseid. he's like a cosmic level powerful bad guy who wants to subvert all of humanity to his will and all life to his will in fact yes uh but he's not against drinking someone's brandy when he yeah, breaks into com- their house
0: comfortably in their uh, recliner <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's bad enough that he's sitting in their chair, but he's also stole his stole his drink. I'm pretty sure he didn't bring that along with him. Probably not. Uh, so yeah, the, he does like the finer things in life. <laughs> Sorry, he
0: does like the finer things in life when he's not he trying does. to end all life in the universe.
1: Yeah, you know, it's got, like imagine when he uh, when he finally does succeed in completing the anti life cr- equation and subverting everyone to his will. He'll sit back and have a brandy, you know, just so. like, and a, probably a cigar too. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is it. Uh, the, the, the title of the story is The Suicide Snare, which uh, I'm still trying to figure out how that relates to what goes on. Now yes. me, We move on, okay. Uh, Mr. Miracle is, of course, uh, shocked and uh, upset to find that uh, dark in his dark side, I should say, is in his room in his house, and Darkseid, of course, just like pulls the old oh, it doesn't matter what you think. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> like, uh, so long as you continue to amuse me, I shall continue to let you live.
0: As like a lover,
1: dark side, he just doesn't care, he just. <laughs> He just doesn't care. That's right. He, he is so powerful. He does not care about what's going on with anyone except for himself. Well, no. he says that, but then he, he is, I think the next comes out the videotape, which definitely, um, <laughs> so 80s. <laughs> yes. It definitely dates us to the 80s. It says, check out this. And, uh, of course, Mr. Miracle and Auburn pop in the tape. Now, We see your reactions to what they're watching, but we don't actually see what they're watching. So the question is, uh, what is on that tape, Tony?
0: Uh, First of all, before that
1: is the fact that
0: Darkseid, the most deadliest new god of them all, the most the, probably the most serious scourge in the Dixie universe. The biggest of access, the big bads. Access to boom tubes and mother boxes and all this technology that looks like magic compared to humanity has a VHS tape.
1: <laughs> well, it was cutting edge back in the day. Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't even a beta. Come on, let's let's face it. It's not that good. <laughs>
0: no, he doesn't care about quality.
1: No. He doesn't care about quality. He just wants his sweep pirated videos. He wants to watch uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark with
0: with all the graininess.
1: With all the graininess, he can <laughs> pen scan. That's it. Okay. Oh, so yes, sorry. It is a,
0: <laughs> yes,
1: it is a it is a most astounding uh, dichotomy between the videotape and dark seed. That's it. Um. So here we are. Okay. So. They so Mr. Miracle and over on watch for tape. Uh and they're like, oh looks like they shot in a sewer. Scott, is that Barter? Uh and they're shocked faces. What do you think they're watching, Tony? What's going on here? Well, I'm gonna get you to say it. <laughs> they're watching a pornographic movie. My goodness. Uh so I don't want to go into it too much, but uh, it's sort of very quickly glossed over. Uh, Okay, so uh, yes, but there's some sort of uh, rudeness going on on this videotape, let's say. Uh, And it features Mr. Miracle's wife, Big Barter, uh, who is, of course, a a warrior woman of some renown and uh, quite a lot of power.
0: Oh, she's she's bad um, badass character. She will mess you up, yeah.
1: Probably, for me, the, the breakout character of the whole Mr. Miracle series by Jack Kirby, and there were a lot of like really memorable characters in there.
0: Bart is awesome. Bart is one of those awesome characters, and I love the fact that um, strength-wise, she out- yeah, she outweighs like Scott considerably. Like he's he's like the agile hero, the one who can just zip in and out of places and do stuff, whereas she's the the brawn. Um, but together they make just a great couple. It's like really, really, it was always really cool.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so for, for a character to, like her to be sort of derivate defiled like this uh, was yeah pretty pretty full-on especially even back in
1: 1987 it's like okay it's pretty shocking stuff i mean it's like okay this is probably a good place uh, to go on a little diversion um with uh, the creator of this comic the writer and artist john Byrne. yep okay so this is a sort of like a bit of a john burnism is like uh having some inappropriate uh content in there every once in a while would you agree with that statement, or would you disagree?
0: No, 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 I would. He, he does like to push the boundaries. Um, like, it is one of those things that I don't know how they got this through the <laughs> Comic Code Authority back in 87. Like, I guess they don't actually say certain words. They uh, don't say say anything, and they don't show anything, but it's all... Around it. yeah. The implication is, is just naive that's it that's there's no other explanation for what's going on except this so I guess that was their way of getting around it like you know yeah. don't show blood don't show monsters don't show this it's like oh, okay yeah. so yeah but, but Byrne did like to push the the boundaries of good taste and um, yeah
1: I mean a Cause he did a fantastic four issue which was all about um, she helped getting yes. a photograph topless Jump, jumping rope <laughs> that's right. He did a whole issue. They gave her skipping
0: rope, rope and said jump rope, and they they videotaped a topless. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. um, that's messed up.
1: I think what I'm I think what I'm getting at here, and I hope that the lawyers aren't listening, but I think it comes <laughs> down to the fact that John Burner is just a bit of a perv, and he he's sort of like I think he's like tut tutting this, and but at the same time going, yeah yeah, imagine that guys, imagine that. Well. Would not that be fantastic?
0: <laughs> yeah, so he's definitely done it a few times over the years. Um, yeah, the She-Hulk one definitely is probably the most memorable one. Mm, okay. I can't remember like his run on, on Wonder Woman, whether he did anything like that with Wonder Woman. Um uh. But i don't not...
1: know i'm gonna to have to reread that someday yeah i actually
0: got that recently because i've been going through funnily enough of burn renaissance lately and i've got a whole bunch of his stuff so i'm like oh i never read his wonder woman i read a couple of issues of wonder woman but never yeah. the whole run so i have access to the whole run now so
1: okay uh, so like <laughs> I've, I've been resisting reading it because i'm afraid of what i will find <laughs> well i'm like that with his doom patrol so <laughs> oh yeah well to read okay good times uh, and if you're not listening to uh waiting for doom listen to that it's good absolutely yeah anyway back to back to superman back to superman okay so mr miracle runs off to find his wife uh dark has set, set him on his way and we cut to the very um uh let's say subtly named <laughs> yes Man, what's his name? Uh, Grossman? Grossman. <laughs> Grossman Pitches always pays their debts. Lives up to his name. Oh, yeah. So that's a little bit of, uh, I think, like just subtle social commentary there from John Byrne. Uh, okay, and Sleaze shows up. Now, Sleaze is a little, uh, I don't know, let's call him Fat Yoda. Yeah, that, that, that works. <laughs> And he is very happy with himself because he's always got a huge smile on his face. And he spring, says, okay, you think that, uh, that video, which is in huge demand, featuring that lady. Um, so we know there was no one else in, this vid- in the video. It was a, a solo tape. <laughs> I have made that explicit. Wait, you get a load of this. And then walks Superman. And, and he's Classic pose of yeah. uh, hands on hips. Yes, indeed. He's all like, yeah, that's me. Uh, he destroys a desk to prove that he is really Superman. And, that, and Grossman is like, we're going to make so much money out of this. Everyone wants to see, everyone, everyone wants to know if Superman Bones and we will show that he does. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Exactly. <laughs> okay. okay. keeps on getting better, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> I'm
1: gonna keep on going because uh, until you interrupt me, okay. So he's like, "Oh wow, but Superman is so strong. Who could we possibly get to? Like he'll, he'll like I don't know, a partner will end up like a desk." He says, "Grossman." Um, and so, well, we haven't had the perfect person here already. Big Bada, and in walks Big Bada in a bikini. Um. <laughs> Which is certainly in keeping with the character. Yes, um, I'd say that as a as a
0: uniform, so to speak,
1: <laughs> when she wasn't like in full combat mode, mm.
0: when she was part uh, of Furies.
1: Her look was based on a uh, Jake Kirby based her on a uh, a a Playboy center a playmate or something like that.
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was like a very statuesque woman. So
1: and yeah, that worked. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like yeah, it's in keeping, but they are both hopelessly mind controlled. So Mr. Miracle is uh, flying above Suicide squ- Suicide Slum. There we go. That's that's the title.
0: Yeah, that's yes. That's it's set in underneath Suicide Slum. Right, I completely forgot about that
1: um, that part of Metropolis. A lovely yes. part of Metropolis. Suicide Metropolis, uh, the shining beacon of hope, but also has a place called Suicide Slum.
0: Oh, like, like, Gotham has Crime Alley. <laughs> so yeah, fair enough, Crime Alley, it's Gotham, there's crime everywhere, and it's like, it's Metropolis, the, yeah, as you said, the beacon of light. Suicide Slum! Wow, I don't think I want to visit that city.
1: Okay, and then we go through a... Uh, two-page recap on... Mm. Uh, Mr. Miracle's cool. origin.
0: Yeah, which is good.
1: It is. It covers everything you need to know about this character. Uh, and it's a very 80s sort of like storytelling motif of like, okay, now we're going to interrupt the story and just get it. someone who's, this is their first comic. This is how you can catch up with who these characters are.
0: Who Mr. Miracle is. Because he
1: is not a
0: really common DC character at this point.
1: No. Uh, he has fallen, he has become like, well, become a, a lot more well known following the Tom King miniseries, I believe. He, he yeah. Critically acclaimed miniseries, which I have not yet read.
0: I mean, the, the, the fact, like, around the same time he just joined the Justice League um, post um, <laughs> Legends, so, oh, which one was second. also, was also by John Byrne. Um, so that, that gave him a little bit more notoriety as it? as a character which was good
1: very like as we have mentioned he's a cool character he looks cool he's got a cool cool origin like there's all sorts of things like the whole the pact the whole original story we'll talk Mm -hmm. about that some other time but yeah it's like he's a very he's a very cool interesting character
0: absolutely Uh,
1: yeah but we so i'm not going to go over his origin no keen read the comic is there uh he arrives in suicide slum uh and he's like his mother box is detecting immediate den- danger and boom he's attacked uh so this is a great little sequence of pages yes two pages of him getting smacked and chained and thrown in a bag and thrown in a dumpster and <laughs> covered <laughs> in garbage Dumped and, in the water <laughs> yeah they they uh they weld the dumpster shut and then throw it in the river and said ah we got rid of them and the and next, very eight, next panel, he's, best. he's just sitting there saying, oh, well, Motherbox was right. There was no immediate danger. <laughs> so that's just showing how cool he is. Yeah, he, he escaped it, and that was brilliant.
0: It's like like sort yeah.
1: of escape artist.
0: Yes. Yeah, I thought that was the best thing. Um, the, unfortunately, they do explain how he did it, which later on, which I, I don't think was necessary. It's just... He's the world's greatest escape artist. Of course, he got out of it.
1: Yeah. They do give us an explanation. But as you said, none was needed. I mean, Ah. but that's cool. Okay, so he's (laughs) going to continue his search for his wife. And uh, and then we cut to uh, Mr. Grossman directing a fantastic... Some sort of movie. Mm. Uh, I find it interesting that uh, they're both... Uh, Barter and Superman are sitting on a bed, chastely, both fully clothed. Full, full uniforms, yeah. <laughs> full uniforms. Um, and he's complaining that there's no passion. Uh, and Sleeves is going, oh, he is resisting me. Uh, Superman's strong moral fiber is making him resistant to my power, which says, well, I guess Barter doesn't have strong moral fiber?
0: Yeah, the funny thing is, I thought being being one of um, Granny's uh, furies, she would have strong mental, um, you know, defences against stuff like that. But then again, she could have been suckered um, by sleaze and not not expected it. So
1: yeah. yeah. Okay, so if anyone's wondering, uh, Granny is Granny goodness, the evil. The evil, I guess, trainer of the shock troops, of of Apocalypse, where she's from. And the Furies are the female Furies, which are a group of, I believe, five extremely weird female warriors who she was once the leader of, but betrayed so she could be with her true love, Mr. Miracle, Scott Free. Scott Free, what a great name. It is so good. Like, oh. So much good about Mister Miracle. Let's just do a Mister Miracle podcast instead of this, shall we? I can do one later. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Oh yeah. I think it would be great to. There's a particular old Kirby issue, uh, which I think I, we could do. But we'll talk about that later. Yes. Okay. So Sleaze is sitting there thinking, like, like uh, narrating for us what he's trying to do. I shall break his will. Um, he explains how it's going to be so good when uh, Superman gives in and doesn't be so wholesome and gives into his his dark side. And we see the two uh, two superheroes embrace and give each other a bit of a kiss. Uh, and looking through the looking through the skylight is Mister Miracle. Babada, he thinks with Superman, what's going on here? He's very analytical in this moment. He's like, mm, "Yeah, that video camera suggests this is somewhere that other tape of Barter was made. That's a that was a dramatic pause." Uh, yeah, so he's he's saying very calm about it as it as it uh, as it turns out. Do you think this is an accurate representation of how he would react to seeing this scene?
0: Uh, not really. I think it would have jumped to the next page with him jumping through the skylight.
1: But yeah.
0: the funny thing is, uh, and this is just, uh, I don't know, I don't know if this is John Byrne consciously or unconsciously did this. The location of the film shoot and the skylight and going through the skylight and people on bed beneath them is reminiscent of several Dirty Harry movies
1: where Ah. during
0: the foot chase they go through a skylight and there happens to be two people underneath it either filming something or, you know, doing something. And Mm -hmm. it just seemed like this feels like a Dirty Harry movie. (laughs) It just seemed really weird that that location and that sequence was in this and, you
1: know. Yeah, I I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe an unconscious, uh, an unconscious echo of something that he's. Yeah, seeing. or he's just a fan
0: of of Dirty Harry. and It's like, well, yeah, I can see that, but
1: um, yeah. yeah. Well, why not? Dirty Harry has its has its a certain charm. Uh, it's good series. So, some better than others. Ah, okay, but quickly because uh, we are starting to get to the pointy end of the story here. Hmm. Okay, we have a quick flashback showing how he escaped. He used a laser. There you go. In case yeah. you really needed to know, Mr. Miracle escaped from the dumpster using a laser. Uh, he confronts Sleaze. Uh, and he, Sleaze is like, oh, I'll use my mental powers to control you. And he's like, nah, no dice. Brenda trained us through cadets to resist any mind control. Less powerful than Darkseed's own. So how did he get... In barter. Barter. Never matter, doesn't matter. Grossman gets pushed out of the way, and then my favourite part: tentacle porn. <laughs> octopus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some sort of octopus creature. I wonder if this is another subconscious sort of like thing that John Byrne threw in, not thinking, "Hmm, what we really need now is an octopus." But uh, this is not a. This is a, say not a sexual octopus. <laughs> For lack of a better term, just a horrible, horrible looking ash
0: crawler,
1: <laughs> fleshy, pink, tentacled octopus that attacks people. Yes,
0: it's nasty looking.
1: Yeah, but it did uh, be,
0: um the next page where 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 uh, Mister Miracle explains what the creature is and how strong it is,
1: and then the 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 payoff of that is great. An ash crawler. Uh, so, what, oh, w- uh, yes, of course, Bart just comes in and grabs its just, brain. Just grabs it like it's, you know, like a beach ball and just squishes. Squishes its brain to death. And, uh, yes, I wanted to quote the dialogue here. You can make of it, what you with, I must get past, I must reach past those writhing tentacles and force my hand into the living flesh of the scrutch there. Uh, for me, it's a fairly highly erotically charged scene. <laughs> uh, well done, okay. well, well, John <laughs> Good one, John. Love your work. Okay, so uh, Sleaze has disappeared. Superman flies off after him, but he can't find them because of uh, lead and lead pipes. Mm. But then the superhero kicks in and he finds them. Uh, He's like, aha, in his typical Superman way, you're done for now, sleazy boy. Sleaze, however, has a way out. He lights a match, and because they are in the sewers, which I just realized, they said that the tape was in the sewers, but how many sewers have skylights?
0: Well, there is that, yeah.
1: Okay. Must be a real classy sewer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is Metropolis, the city of the future. Uh, Yes, he lights a match, Explodes all the gases in the in the sewer, and Superman is left looking uh, a little bit uh, old. <laughs> a little bit old. I was gonna say a little bit like Daffy Duck at the uh, end yeah. of a. Uh, Scott. Uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah, he's like, oh, great Scott. Okay, so it's all over. Barber shouting. We go back to uh, the the film studio. I guess
0: there must have been like a. Uh... Entrance to the sewer underneath the building or something. I don't know. Makes sense.
1: Makes sense. They never,
0: they don't explain it. It just happens to be, you know, that's where Superman was chasing Sleaze, So.
1: Yep. Makes sense. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, they go back to where they were. Uh, Everyone's wrapped up. Okay. Turns out that Superman and Big Bada don't remember what they were doing under Sleaze's control. Uh, so it is swept under the carpet and the existence of this of this uh, pornographic video featuring big barter is never ever spoken of again uh Death. Oh, torture i thought <laughs> oh, sorry i was going for the uh, simpsons quote <laughs> it will I be t- never be mentioned again under the pain of torture
0: I do like the fact that Barter's back in her, her full um, battle armor as well which, at the end here, which I think is a glorious design. I think it's.
1: Once just- again, yes, absolutely, totally agree. These Jack Kirby designs are amazing. I don't know how they'd exist in the real world, but they look fantastic on the page. Oh, well, that's it.
0: I did see someone um, cosplay as that once. In um, it was in an American you know convention, but it looked really. They did an amazing job, and she was a very tall woman too, so it really suited her.
1: Ah, oh, fantastic! Cool. So they all agreed never to talk of <laughs> never to talk of a videotape again. Yeah. Um, and we got the last page is just tying up some loose ends from the uh, last issue, which I haven't read for probably about uh, 15 years. Yeah. It sort of
0: leads into this one.
1: Yeah. And we, it's like it left on a cliffhanger. They, they should be dead, but they're still alive, mm. which I'm sure will be, uh, addressed in the next issue, which we will not be reading for this, uh, podcast, but, <laughs> uh, Mr. Gold is in it. Who? Mr. Gold. Booster Gold. Oh, well, that's a whole nother thing. It's <laughs> a whole Gold. nother story. Oh, boy. So, uh, uh, we're gonna do two things. Now hmm. we've reached the end of the issue, so
0: yes. I have
1: uh, two two questions. One, what did you learn from this issue? <laughs> what lessons have have you taken away in life?
0: What did I learn from this issue? Um, that the DC universe is a lot filthier than they like to <laughs> like to believe. Uh, no, I, I don't know really. Um,
1: well, I'll, I'll I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> Uh It's like just don't have tentacle monsters in stories which feature pornographic videos. Yeah, this so is... it's a bad that's look. Awesome. It's a, it's a bad look. It doesn't matter how uh, how coincidental the two things may seem to you. Just mm. think twice before you do that. Well, another, that's what that's I learned.
0: Probably another thing I'd probably well, one thing I would have got out of this is yeah, it's always good storytelling um, or it's, it's more, let's say good storytelling. It's um, better storytelling to have your heroes be um, vulnerable during a story. This is just not the vulnerability on one. Uh, yeah. Like it's, it's one thing to have like Superman being, you know, he's in a, in, in locked up in a cell and there's a kryptonite with him and he's just like, Oh, I'm dying. Um, but being like mind controlled to have sex with another Superhero is like no, sorry guys. Like not not even not even now. I want to read that. It's like yeah, yeah. As I said, the eighties. I know the eighties was you know a lot different and it was a little bit fast and loose with certain things. But I don't know how this story got through. I really don't. It's yeah. uh, were they asleep at the wheel?
1: <laughs> the editorial when they got through? Or uh, they I think it up? was at a point in his career where Job Byrne could do anything he wanted. Basically, probably
0: yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. that
1: that eventually went away, and,
0: and people just went, no, uh, <laughs> stop so, it, stop yeah. it, John. But, uh, uh, but
1: that's a whole that's a whole other story. We could go through the career. But aside, of John aside Baird. from
0: aside from the you know very um, problematic subject matter, it is beautifully drawn. Um, mm. It's like the well, from the lack of bits and the 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 movement of the issue, the the actual. Static shots, everything in it is glorious. Like, Byrne was pretty much still at the top of his game when he was doing this. Mm-hmm. But story-wise, it's just like... Uh, the only thing I like about it is it has Mr. Miracle and Barter in it, and that's pretty much where it ends for me. Like, just yeah. story-wise, it's like... Yeah,
1: okay. I, I, well, we've pretty much done the next thing, which was, like, the, the, the final verdict on the issue and you're. <laughs>
0: jumping the gun there sorry you
1: jump the gun but that's good it shows that uh, shows that I've got this flow flow of this podcast going well yes uh, I agree I think it's a it's a well-made comic but it's just like why it's like oh god why why was it made
0: well uh, uh, and, like I don't consider myself prudish in any way shape or form but it's just like I don't need that in my comic books yeah because I, I agree I, I like to think of comic books as, like should be aimed at Every I don't I know that a lot of people in the industry now use this mantra in negative ways, but I do think comic books should really be open to every every age group, every person. And, yeah, okay, 1987, I was 12, so I was in the seventh grade. Um, a lot of that stuff, yeah, I, I understood what it was, but the stuff still probably would have gone a little over my head.
1: And I think... That's now, probably the one saving grace. Yeah. The, the story and that yeah. Now you
0: looking can, back at it, I can go, I know exactly what you're saying here and
1: I don't want it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I know what you're saying, but yeah, no, I think that'll so be my, my final verdict as well. I know what you're doing, I just don't want it. <laughs> yeah. And as I said I'm not a prude, I just don't want it in my Superman comics or yeah. Superman comics I mean or. it's particularly a, an all ages I like superhero book. Like If you're
0: if you're if you're writing a hard bitten crime story that's, you know, sure, you know, that's fine. Um, to have something
1: some, like Ms. Tree or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or... Ms. Tree or
0: Criminal by Brewbaker or something like that. And you go, Okay, it's it's a it's a dark world, it's nasty, there's nasty stuff that happens in it. Fine, that's fine. I go in with my eyes open, I know that I'm gonna expect that. But I don't expect it from from a from a superhero comic. It's like, eh
1: yeah fair enough well that's our final uh, verdict there so now we have our final two segments of the podcast and tony it's been great talking with you about that. Thank right, you. Because, uh you you really know your stuff yeah. and good to have your opinions on this thank you uh, i would get you to plug something but i don't think you've got anything to plug at the moment not really no no unfortunately not well that will change when when you're back uh back in business i'll uh i'll get you back on and we'll talk <laughs> We will do a Jack Kirby New Gods issue. Oh, that'd be great. I'll, I do love my, my New Gods, and I love Kirby. Kirby's just, uh, Kirby was king. He was indeed. Yeah. Okay, so we have a question from the internet. <laughs> and uh, this is from Joyce Norrell on Facebook. Uh, and I don't really have an answer to this. Maybe you have one, but uh, why aren't there more dog comics?
0: Dog comics? Oh, well... Yeah, there's there's a few. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they did do crypto a little bit. Um, you know, crypto the superdog. Um, depending on what you want from your dog comics, because the, there was one called um, Rover Red Charlie that came out um, uh, a few years ago now, which was actually about animals.
1: Oh and yeah. It was
0: how animals interact during an apocalypse, oh. and it was really good. It was it was. You know, it was just a neat little story. Um, and like when the animals talked, like when they, like dogs are barking, the dogs are basically going, I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm a dog, at other animals, uh, which was, it was a neat little story. Um, there was, cool. there's We Three, where
1: oh, you, you tipped me. Was just, that was going to be my one. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry for jumping the gun. Oh, that's okay, that's, a less, that's a less nice story. It
1: yeah, is an uh, outstanding story though. I is think it
0: stories. is. It is really good. Um
1: yeah. so I animals I mean, there are no shortage of dog comics. I just you have to look out for them I reckon. How about animals uh,
0: what is a good one too. It's another apocalypse story where all animals become sentient yeah. and can actually communicate via English language. <laughs> That's for lack like of a better term. I mean, you know, like you can say animals are sentient to an extent, but I mean, what like actual sentient to the point where they basically go, no, human race has been, you know, mean to us for, you know, ever. We're not going to take it. Uh, yeah. Cute twisted sister.
1: Uh, and but the. About, uh, are you going to pit me again? I'm going to say beasts of burden.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is a I believe I've never read it, but I understand it's good. No, it's it's written, dark
0: Dark Horse did that. Um, yeah,
1: it's written uh, by Evan Dorkin, drawn by I right. yeah. uh, can't remember who, uh, but it's about uh, a, a a a team of pets who solve mysteries, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so there was, there yeah. Was, yeah, there's I mean there's there's ones that are like animal centric um not necessarily like dogs are in it but don't necessarily you know concentrate on dogs but like like uh when i was saying animosity the main story is about uh, a young girl and her dog traveling from east coast to west coast america trying to find her family and and it's just a beautiful tale really i mean yeah there's some nasty stuff in there but some animals are you know very angry <laughs> um if you ever want to see koalas packing heat this is the sh- this is the book for you
1: um, but, wow! Yeah, no, they are. Uh, that reminds me of the. Uh, no, there's no dogs in that. I was going to say Killaroo but that's a kangaroo, so yeah. sorry, does not does not count.
0: This is less anthropomorphic and more like actual koalas with pistols. Um, yeah. So yeah, but um, no, there's there's a few there's a few comics out there where animals are the leads and and that and yeah, they're good. They're good. They're good when they're done done well and when when the, yeah. when the when they're done, basically like to go right. we the lead characters of the animals. Let's let's take it seriously rather than just go. Oh, wouldn't this be goofy? Um, yeah. So, and, yeah. Otherwise, you end up with um, what was that thing that Marvel did? Bloody brute force. It's like cybernetic bloody dolphins and whales and stuff. You're like no, that's. Well, well,
1: I think we've answered that question. From yes, right. I think there are there are plenty of dog comics. You just have to look for them. Well, aren't there more? I guess because they don't sell as many as the, as the non-dog comics. But probably
0: not. But uh, I do remember Rover and Charlie did sell out. It was like one of those ones that once people found out about it, I think it was. It might have been done by Grant Morrison. Not Grant Morrison. Garth Ennis. Um, it was an Avatar hmm. comic. So, but, okay. uh, but yeah.
1: So what we got? We got. Oh uh, uh, yeah. So there's a whole slew of uh, dog-related comics for you to choose from there, Joyce. I hope that answered your question. Uh, that's pretty much it for the podcast. I think that's for the final section. Okay. So, uh, this, I'm still new to this. So how do we, uh, how, how shall we sign off then? Uh, <laughs> Tony, thank you very much for being on board for this yeah. issue, this episode, I should say. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. The issue. Great. No worries at all. It's always a pleasure. You, your knowledge and enthusiasm never fails to <laughs> us, never fails to astonish. Um, yeah, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks' time with another troubling issue. Uh, I don't know what it'll be at this stage. So that's the ultimate teaser. It could be anything. <laughs> bom,
0: bom, bom.
1: Thanks, and I'll catch you later. Oh, I should say, if you have any feedback, Send it through to podcast at edgecomics.com. That's edgecomics with an X. And uh yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.